podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. back and it's another buzz pod and this week well there's there's only one thing we can talk about really it's game of thrones season eight episode four the last of the stark sounds a bit star warsy for my liking but hey that's what it's called and there was starks a little bit in this show so we'll talk about them and in this episode of game of thrones for the first time two queens came head to head and so i thought it would be fitting that we have two queens on this Per buzz a podcast as well. So firstly, the first queen, she's on a conquest. She's trying. She thinks, she thinks she's succeeded. She thinks she's the queen of AI. Unfortunately, um, there's some bad news ahead for her. She is also pretty mad and mental like Daenerys Targaryen. And it is a welcome back to a regular voice, a screechy voice. It's Nina Kauser. How are you doing, Nina? I'm good, but I thought I'd be more Cersei and the other guest would be Daenerys no, because no. unlike them two, we actually get on. Yeah, I know, but there is there is there is a different trail of thought in my mind because you well, are mental. You could, you and you are fiery, me. you are fiery, yeah, mate, you are. You could call me Daenerys because right now, I mean, because it's Ramadan, my breath could kill a small yeah, child. So yeah, yeah dragon breath. You both breath, have yeah. different spirit animals, but the way you behave is like how I'm going to say. So basically, you are, you are, mate, you are definitely um Hellfire and Brimstone and Danny. Right, the other guest is... Um, yeah, she's a queen as well, be- of basically, you know, being cold. She's, she's, a, she's got, <laughs> she could probably kill you with her stern look. She can really put you down as well. She's a meanie. She's a meanie, just like Cersei, actually. But, but she also can be a bit of a knight as well. She's like Brienne. This is her, <laughs> her first podcast. So it's a podcast virgin, uh, like, like Brienne is in this episode. It is the one and only Suki man. Suki, your first Hello, pod. You, Welcome. That was like a total cuntish introduction. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you very much. I'd like to refer to myself as the Night's Queen. The Night's Queen. Fine. But I you, like it. You, you do know you are, you are a meanie though. You told me this. You're a meanie. So, oh, you know, yeah. and, like and... fuck everyone, but <laughs> seriously, I love everyone, but fuck them all at the same time. So. There you go. So Cersei is, <laughs> yeah. Cersei's pretty apt, pretty apt for yeah, you. Yeah, so. but yeah. Yeah. So She's Dan... got like, yeah, yeah. go on. No, a little bit better than that, let's say. <laughs> yeah. So Danny's your spirit animal, you said before the show started, and Nina loves Cersei. So that's her. So you've got you switched over in your spirits, but as you behave, like, like I said, you're those two. Um, but I think yeah, with both yeah. of them, you can really see like some strong women vibes going on. So you, you can't help but admire both of them, really. Absolutely. And like, you know, in this show, there's loads of knee bending going on, loads of broken hearts and loads of begging, but we'll get through all of that stuff. Um, I think what me and Nina need to know though, Gags, is who are you bending the knee to? 
So <laughs> what you what you both realize is that whilst you may be queens of your own domains, this is my land. This is Buzz, and I the am the king here. You're my guests. Destiny. You're my guests here. Stop being so rude. Microscopic. Pardon? <laughs> what did you say? If you, bend, if you bend the knee, you're microscopic. What do you mean? Because <laughs> you're deadly. Oh, oh right, and you, you are exactly tall. Shut up. She is. Not well, that I'm much taller. Right. Maybe with heels. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but at least he's got two knees, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. So just you. two different knees in different directions. <laughs> no, see, this is, there's no bendit. So not today, as she said last week, not today. We'll move on okay, cool. from there. <laughs> Keep it flownsy. But, um, we'll start with, uh, let's, let's start with John and Danny in this episode because, Loads going on. Um, in fact, in fact, let's go to the start first because there's a farewell first. There's a farewell to mm-hmm. Jora, to Reek and Ed and little Liana. So, Suki, I mean, how the hell did they manage to get those bodies all synchronously, like all nicely laid out within a night? Yeah. It seems? Well, you've got to think about it. First of all, there were loads of like whites that probably just disappeared that yeah. were out of there. But also there's probably about, I don't know, there must have been so many more of those few there. I mean, there must have been, I mean, they could have easily CGI'd the men. There would have been so many more. Um, so that was a bit disappointing to me because I thought, well, yeah, they've piled them on there, but really it wasn't probably an accurate reflection of how many people died, but also it was very sort of touching. I liked the music as it started. I thought it was very sort of heartfelt. The best part for me was Sansa pinning the Stark sigil on, uh, Theon's sort of ironborn armor. I thought that was really cool. And I really like their story with Theon and Sansa. Um, but then obviously you had Danny whispering something to Jorah as well, which we don't really know what it was. Mm-hmm. And rest in peace, Little Bear. You know, yeah. she was awesome. Little Mormont, I think, as well. But that was a nice scene, I thought. It needed to be done after last episode, especially, because that was just so intense. So you needed that farewell. Yeah, um, definitely. What yeah. do you guys think about that? Mm. I also feel like yeah. we needed to know who who died as well because I was like, what's happened to you know, mm-hmm. giant's milk and things like that because I didn't see them. So I was like, are they dead? So I think for me that was like a clarification as to which of the main characters have actually passed away. Yeah, definitely. I think so. It was so unclear and I know a lot of people moaned about the darkness of the last episode and everything. So I think they needed to just clarify it and just take the tone down a little bit more and make it like a little bit more moody and obviously give them the farewell they deserved, really. Absolutely, they deserved it. And um, I, I thought I also was thinking stupid things like, um, how, the, how the hell did they get all that wood, really, to burn those people? But anyway, all these things are stupid questions from my part. Uh, Nin, the speech, John's speech was um, pretty damn good. I thought it was very loud. And Did you think his voice changed a little? He sounded very, very commanding and a, a, yeah. a leader. Yeah, I thought. Where the you know, he, from? Yeah. I yeah. think he sounds very Night's Watch as well, don't you think? Ah, yes. It was. He had a few lines from the Night's Watch, um, uh, you know, the realms of men. You know, they guarded the realms of men and all that. You know, like you say you would do. You know, like in their oath. I think there was a line from there, maybe, that he took. So that was definitely interesting. 
Sorry, Nen. I think it was just a really good speech. I thought he was commanding. I thought he was possibly the right person to speak to the North as well, because obviously he's the warden of the North. And I think it probably would have gone down better with the locals had he spoke rather than her, because I will get to it. But obviously, I think the North feel more safe and secure with him. Of course, their own. They trust their own. They don't know that his 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 truth just yet, but they will. I'm sure. I um, loved I loved what he said though when he goes that you know you keep their memory alive and stuff. You know through you know your kids and their kids and stuff because they died for us. I thought that was actually quite moving and touching, and I think. I liked that. Yeah, he emphasised as well that everyone came together and put the shit aside. And like, mm-hmm. you know, all these houses that hate each other or maybe even, you know, people from across the, the, the north, you know, across the wall came across. And he was emphasising how everyone put everything aside and said, this is how you should live. I think, I think that's a bit, a little kind of for, you know, they're, they're kind of predicting the future. I do feel that if John becomes the king, he won't be the king. He will just say we're not having a king anymore and destroy it or something like that. I do feel like maybe going towards more of a free world, but we'll see. We'll see. That's something that I feel maybe will or could happen. But um moving on, and this does lead to John and Danny, as we wanted to talk about originally, they have a bit of a wake afterwards. Um They're drinking away. They're having a laugh. And I found this so entertaining. I thought it was so nice to see them, you know, celebrating maybe lives but also celebrating a victory as well suki and then obviously the shit hits the fan um danny tries to (laughs) do something nice because she first obviously makes gendry into the a lord of uh storm's end and um Mm -hmm. you know she's trying to win the hearts of the north because i feel she seems like she's alone is that how you probably took that one as well I think it is a bit weird for me because I think it's like I've been re-watching the previous season. So I think that, um, well, I've only got through about four episodes of season one. I'm saying re-watching them. But you've read the books as well, right? Yeah, I've read the books. It was a long time ago. So don't like the fanatics quote me on things because you probably get like knives thrown at you or something. (laughs) But because like there's a difference between the people that love the books and they think that they should follow them. And then I think the TV people as well. And I think somewhere in between, there's a good sort of mixture. But I do think the feast started off as very quite somber, which it's going to. I mean, they've had a big battle, everything like that. But also, I think it went back to, I think it was season one, maybe episode two, maybe one or two, where they had a massive feast there as well. Yeah, and that's it was, when um, it was similar. Yeah, well, that's when Robert came over and then there was you know Cersei was actually sitting at the head of the table in a very similar place to where Danny was sitting as well so I do feel that like it started off very somber but also I know Danny tried to do a nice thing and I think she was really trying with them and I think this is what I feel that I'm getting from it she's trying but obviously they're the north they're into their own sort of swing of things they love John, obviously. You've got Sansa as well. But I find it quite interesting that she legitimises Gendry, but also she refuses, which we come to soon, really, is John, you know. And I think that's a very sort of parallel story that we've got there, that she doesn't want him to sort of, you know, recognise his true heritage. 
but she's quite happy to give Gendry his. Uh, I know she does say to Tyrion, though, that, you know, um, she can be quite clever. clever as well, and he's not the only one who is. Um, at the same time, you've got Sansa giving these evils throughout, which, know. you know what, sometimes Sansa can be my spirit animal a little bit. <laughs> you know, I feel that girl's evil looks, I'm telling you. But, um, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's a very strange situation. And I think, to be fair, from the offset, I felt like they were trying to split Danny and the Starks completely apart, even in... They, when they were doing the funeral on the funeral pyres, you had the Stark sitting, like standing over there, and you had Danny and her people, Tyrion, Missandei, everybody else standing over a different side. They weren't all set together, so I feel like it started off on this point and it just continued on and on, which you'll probably carry on talking about now. Yeah, exactly. And then I think. You know, Suki's really split that up nicely in terms of the Sansa bit because the next bit that really, because Sansa walks off when she sees um, Danny do this nice thing for Gendry and, and and that really pisses her off when she says that she's clever and she just storms off and Danny's happy with it. She's quite, she's smiling at it. So she's walked off. But then Danny gets pissed because Tormund goes into this big, let's, let's big up Jon Snow and how amazing mm. he is and that. And then also Danny's looking around at uh, Tyrion, how he's sitting with his brother and his new girlfriend and uh, having a laugh and playing drinking games. We'll get to that later in the show. And then she's looking at John with all of his clan around him, even Sansa there, like urging him on to drink, you know, and, and knock this drink back. And um, and then Tormund going crazy with this stuff. And then she's, she's uh, at that point, I think, really drove home how alone she's become without... Sajora there as well and yeah. you know it, it, obviously she storms and that's where I think, I think there was a line that Tormund said he goes I saw you ride a fucking dragon you're either mad or you're a fucking king Yeah, and her face like they went yeah, into that definitely. and I think yeah there was that line that I think triggered her something rotten and almost like that he actually does and he does he has a legitimate claim to the throne but I, I felt like she felt very alone and isolated. And when she was looking around at, say, um, you know, Tyrion and John and stuff, and she saw them with their kin, basically people that they've known for a very long time. For her, like, she, again, I feel like she's very, very isolated in the North. I think people are really, like, quite, you know, very, like, a bit, like, a bit off with her in, in a sense that we don't know you, we don't trust you, we only trust, you know, our own kind and everyone else has their own little cliques and stuff and she's lost literally the most important, most loyal person to her and let's be honest, you know, the unsullied and stuff, like, they're not much of a crack, are they? Like, let's be honest, like, they're not fun people. <laughs> Come on, man, Grey Wynn was planning to leave in the last, the last episode <laughs> with his girlfriend. He was like, after this is done, we're going, mate. We're chilling. They're we're... a perfect advertisement for Thomas Cook, them two. <laughs> See you later, man. I love that. (laughs) I want to go on a beach. All right, then. The beach it is. Thank you. It was perfect. I'll stick with you, Nin. Then then let's go into that scene then when finally they meet um, privately and um, he consoles her about Sajora. And she actually then, this is the first time I've known this, that she knew. She actually knew that he loved her in that way. But she couldn't give it back. She said, like, I love you. He loved me like I love you. And so this is the first time where after she knows she's his aunt, she is declaring 
love to him. So I have seen loads of people saying, oh, there's no mention of the, 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 the incest and all this, but come on, people, don't be dumb. She knows she's his aunt, but she's declaring her love for him. I mean, there's, there's, this is Targaryen stuff going on now, really. It's going into, into, into the Lannisters and Targaryens again. Well, you know what? When she actually went and kissed him, I, you know, and I was, um, eating for my fast and I just went, oh, ugh, you know, like one of them. But then I'm like, well, this show is filled with that. And then Tyrion actually goes into it later on and says it's never stopped the Targaryens before. So, you know, it's quite normal for them, but it was, you know, to me, it kind of felt like, and I don't know, because Suki said something. She goes, she get, she legitimised, um, uh, what's he called, Gend, what's it, Gendry? Yeah, Gendry, Gendry. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, and, you know, and she said, I'm not the only one that's smart. But then, like, obviously we get into this scene, and obviously I'm sure you're going to talk about it, but then she was, like, telling Jon Snow to keep it a secret. I think she's very self-serving, and I felt like, I've only watched this episode once, people. But when she kind of made that beeline for him, it was almost like she did it so he would kind of forget or be pacified at the fact that he actually has a right to the throne. That's how I felt. She, yeah, definitely. She I felt asks a bit him, like doesn't she? Well. She asks him, Suki, she goes, is that all right? Like, you know, I love you. Is that all right? Because like, obviously she's, that's a, that's a, that's something pointing towards the, the relationship between them in terms of family. Because if, yeah, if you, it's when you watch it, yeah, it's mad. So people are saying that this is not happening. There is, it's, it's done in a very subtle way. She it goes, is, I love but you. you and have she to... has... hmm. go yeah, on, sorry, sorry Gags. Yeah, but you remember I'm the pod virgin here. <laughs> um, but you have to remember that Targaryens are used to this incestuous relationship. I mean, in the actual TV series, we only get this incest stuff from. Cersei and Jamie, but actually as Targaryen history goes they marry each other brothers and sisters marry each other so for Danny, that's not a big deal you know, she's his auntie she's not his like sister mm. you know, um, and they haven't really touched on that too much within like the series but in the books it's like, it's a big thing and it's just known, you know um, so for her it's not a big deal, but for him like in the away. north, it's he... it's not really yeah exactly. Gags, he's the one that like withdraws from that kiss and embrace that they have, and I think for him, he's like actually, you know what? I'm from the north. This is not what we do. And also, let's just go back to like a while ago when uh, John actually joined. You know, um, the Night's, Night's Watch. Watch. Yeah, yeah. And he said one of the first conversations he had with Sam when he was on his own was the fact that they both talked about being virgins. And uh, Sam obviously gave his reasons for it. And John was like, well, actually, you know what? The reason that I am is because I don't want to have a kid who's a bastard because I know how bad it is to be a bastard. So this is why I'd rather be with somebody who I actually love. I get married to and we have kids. So there's this other thing that I think also is running through John's brain isn't just the fact that, hang on a minute, this is my auntie, but also I don't really want to get into this situation where a kid has an upbringing like me. So there's lots of conflicts running through both of their brains and probably they're quite young really still. So, you know what? Yeah, 
whatever. But if uh, Jamie and Cersei can do it, I'm sure like him and his auntie will be fine. <laughs> that was excellent. I think uh, I, I also think that she shows her power then in the next bit because uh, she she throws her toys out the pram then and she says, you know. Uh, the, the North don't like me, you know, you, they all love you. The, the way that they look at you is how I was looked elsewhere, but not on this side of the sea, all mm-hmm. that. And then he goes and basically bends the knee to her, like in person for the first time. And you says, know, it's mad. It's, it's mad you say she was powerful. I found her weak. No, she showed her the weakness. She, at the, she showed, she showed it twice. We'll go into it. I can debate that with you, how she showed power, because it's right at the end where she goes, when she turns into a mad bitch. See, that's when, to me, that's when she starts showing power. She goes, he, when he goes, we can all live together. And then, yeah. um, uh, and then she goes, I've, yeah, we can. And I've told you how you do it. But you know, when she initially started the conversation, to me, it came from a, a place of desperation. Oh, yeah. Like, but the guy's on his knee. Of- so, you know, it's yeah, kind of like she's above him. <laughs> yeah, because he doesn't. Well, I'm going to get into this as well, because he doesn't want it. He didn't want this information. He never wanted to know. That's what it appears, yeah. that he never, ever wanted to know what he knew. I think he's happy that he's not a bastard, by the way. I, I do actually genuinely believe he is over the moon. Yeah, that he actually knows that he's, yeah. He's yeah, legit. I think so. Yeah. I think also he just wanted to know who his mom was. Mm. From the beginning, he just wanted to know who his mother was. It wasn't less, he accepted Ned as his dad and Catelyn obviously hated him. But he just wanted to know who his mother was. But obviously, he got a bit too much that he was asking for. I'm not sure if he can handle it right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think they can with so much going on. I just, like I said, I mean, Suki, what did you think? I thought once she'd done, she begged him to not tell anyone, and he said, "Look, you're you're going to be my queen forever." They're going to be my family forever. It's like an Indian serial. It's like them the man oh, stuck in between. Yeah, you know, the wife so and the family. Indian- <laughs> There's so many Indian series vibes going on here and not even Indian series vibes. Like when I'm watching these, I'm thinking, you know what? I know these people are made up, but I think I've got relatives like this. <laughs> Seriously. Well, like, wait up, auntie and, auntie and, and, and nephews married. <laughs> yeah, like so and not, not that incestuous stuff because it doesn't happen in the Punjab. I'm but joking. Seriously. There's some serious backstabbing going on, and yeah, I believe yeah. that, you know, I've experienced that. Every, We've all had a little every, figure in our family. Yeah. Don't even yeah. deny it. Exactly. Every Asian person's got this one auntie, like Daenerys, that's probably trying to stab you. Um, but going back to that scene, like, at some point he said that he needs to tell Sansa and Arya the truth. Mm. And at that point, Danny says to him that even the truth destroys us. And I think that's quite a powerful thing because inevitably, I think that is what's going to happen to those two. I think that's the truth is going to destroy them both. That's how I feel mm. about it. And then in the end, she gets the best of it, like Nina says. And she says that, we can live together and I've just told you how and she walks out of there you know she's just like told him they have this intimate moment but she's the one that's telling him it's on her terms and mm. he goes to prove it yeah, yeah, when they all yeah. come together Absolutely. and then his sisters need to intervene here because but that's he's, what he's sisters pretty do. much a bitch in that battle meeting we'll go there because we're going to carry on with the Dan and, uh, yeah. Dan and uh, Danny and uh, John story here and then the, and the Starks um Basically, there's a bit of an argument at the battle plan place where they all, you know, where the, the war room, where they're making their plans and Sansa says they need a rest. Bloody no, she goes no. And then John steps in 
to show how much of her bitch she is and says, you are our queen. We, your, your wishes are command. We obey you and all this. And this look uh, on. What a pussy. Sorry. The, the look on their face. <laughs> like what a twat though. Come on. You know, I know that John is a bit of a knob sometimes. You know, he's like known for it. But come on, mate. I don't know. You know? And then what did you think? I thought he was just, he was trying to win her trust back. You know, I think she's she's not trusting him a little bit about telling the family. And this was him trying to show Danny, look, I'm committed to you. And I think as well, he truly believes that they would not have won that previous battle without her help as well. So I think there's a, a sense of, you know, rebuilding the trust and also a sense of gratitude. Yeah, I think Agreed. he has got a sense of gratitude, to be honest with you, because I think that we have to remember that no matter you know, it's nice to have the characters that are strong, but it's nice to see the weaker side of them as well because we associate more with them in that way. But Danny basically gave up going to King's Landing to come and fight this war at Winterfell, you know, yeah. and sh- she's the one that's lost a lot of soldiers. The Dothraki, the Unsullied, she's lost a load of those. Whereas Dragons. Exactly. Yeah. And she could have gone straight to King's Landing and just taken Cersei out if she wanted to. Okay, it would have been hard, but she could have done it still. So the sort of I can imagine from her the reaction she's getting in the north at the moment is like, hang on, come on a minute. I'm the one that's helped you guys out here. And she's not really getting the gratitude for it, which, you know, I totally agree with that point. Another thing as well, what you need to remember as well, he's battling something inside himself. I don't think he's had time to process the information that he's been fed by yeah. Bran. And he is sat there thinking, am I more a Targaryen? Am I more a Stark? What am I? My dad is a Targaryen. And I think that was almost him trying to be diplomatic, trying to keep peace between them two houses because they are both within his blood. Yeah, I think so. And I think that's a really good point. I think that, you know what, he's both of the houses, isn't he? You know, and he gets his sensitive side, like his more considerate side from the Starks, whereas he gets that real fierce, probably, mm. side from the Targaryens as well. But is it, so wasn't, his dad, mixture. wasn't his dad an in- inclusive person, like trying to in- make everyone together, might keep them together? Like that as well. They yeah. said Rhaegar's stories are more about how he would, you know, distribute his wealth, how he would, you know, keep people together, make make it more inclusive, walk the streets, speak to people. Um, this is obviously when he wasn't king, but a prince. But that kind of shows you, and this is just from the show, so you might know more from uh, the book side of things, but that just shows more of a personality trait that John's got in terms of wherever he goes, people kind of swarm to him. Yeah, I think it's all sort of interrelated as well, because... With, like, his uh, father, really, I mean, Cersei thought that she was going to marry this guy. You know, this is who Cersei thought she was going to marry in the books. She's going to ma- marry Rhaegar Targaryen. You know, her dad promised her that that's who she'd be getting married to. So, like, wow. there's a lot of different sort of layers that you yeah. don't really in the, see the, the, no, in the show. It, they mentioned it in the show? Yeah. Yeah, it's been a passing comment in the show that you thought you were going to marry uh the prince but you ended up getting the king yeah yeah yeah. well yeah yeah, she did and you know it wasn't really i think to her when that was foretold to her that she Mm. was gonna get married she asked if she was gonna get married to the prince and they said no like you know 
you're going to get married to the king. I think she actually thought that king would be Rhaegar. Yeah. I don't think for one moment she thought that it was going to be Robert. But That's you know so. what? There's a lot of like, there's a lot of different sort of layers to this completely. And like Nina says, I think that he's probably just totally fucked up in the head at the moment. Mm. You know, he's still trying to do good. He's trying to please his family, trying to make, you know, everything better. But also he's just, he's trying to process it all and imagine what that could be like, you know, at that stage for him, really. So Nin, we, it's a tough place to be. And he goes, his sisters demand. So he is surrounded by powerful women at this point, right? Yeah, uh, very yeah. interesting that we have women on the pod today as well, powerful women. But it's a theme. So I'm glad this timed really well with this episode. But... um <laughs> If Nin, he, they, San, Arya just stands in front of him and goes, "We need to talk," and he's just like, "Oh shit!" So off yeah, they when go. Your bro- when your big brother's been pussy whipped, you gotta come in and you need to step in and say, "What yes, the fuck yes. you now?" I love that. <laughs> we want to talk to you. I love yeah. that. Yeah, tell so, your bitches to fuck off. That was so relatable. And no matter how, you know, she might be the lady of the north and, you know, and Arya might have just killed the, you know, the, the Night King. You know, the sisters <laughs> came like that. When they see their brother acting up a little after a woman, yeah. This yeah, like, you drop everything, don't you? You're yeah. just like, I need to talk to you right now. Yeah, relatable to any generation in any era. That that line right there. Yeah, love that. Can I just can I just put something funny in here? My, I was talking to my sister about this, and she she watched the last episode as well, and she called the Night King the White King. <laughs> Why? She got mixed up with whites and the Night King, so she called it the White King. <laughs> I love that. She's so funny. She's so funny. And I think she called, I said, are you going to call him the night? No, the, 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 what, what, what's the, what are his, um, thingy? The white walkers, the night walkers. She was like, she got mixed up. So funny. Oh my God. It's so easy funny. to do that. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm just taking a piss yeah. out of my sister because she's funny. But yeah, sorry, Nin, back to you. So how did you think this played out then when, um, I think, I don't think he was going to tell him, you know, until what Arya said. This, there's, the, this is really important. This secret, right? Everyone wants to keep their word until one line hits them. And in this one, it was when Arya said, you're my, you're not my half brother. You're my brother. Mm-hmm. And I just want to know what your thoughts went in on that. And just, it's just like, you know what the madness is here, right? This is when I said, you know, John didn't want it. Now I believe, come on, right? We all watch the show. I mean, Sookie's read the books. I'm sorry, at some point in our lives, in our humble, mere mortal, modest lives, we've all thought about what it would be like to sit on the Iron Throne. Here is Jon Snow, who was a bastard, who now figures out he's a Targaryen. Are you telling me that thought has not gone into his head? I think he knew what he was doing, in, in a sense, when he told his sisters. I think he wanted to let them know. Maybe he wanted to give them the respect that they deserve that hang on a minute this is my heritage this is who I am and you have a right to know who I am because we've been raised as brothers and sisters but I'm actually your cousin and you should know this and I I actually felt like if he wanted to keep a secret I saw a meme and I know we see a lot of memes um after this show and they said the only person who could keep a secret in the seven kingdoms and it's Sean Bean Ned Stark yes I saw that too I saw that today it made me laugh. I mean, come on, are you telling me that, you know, when John was growing up as a kid, he didn't pester a mither? And even even his wife, Ned Stark's wife, never asked who was his mother. 
who was he and are you telling me like i'm he must have had that conversation a lot from his wife and from his supposed bastard child obviously yeah, his she next, was like and, she yeah, was seriously she, into like grilling him yeah she really despised him really despised <laughs> him so are you telling me that if that guy can keep a secret because life and death depended on it john snow wanted them to know and I think, I think that's wow. such a good point, wow. to be honest, don't you, Gags? Wow, I never thought of it like that, that he would want no, to... No, I didn't either, but you know what? That's an awesome point, I think. I just think that he's, in defence of Jon Snow, and I know I've bashed him a lot in the last two pods with him being a bit dumb, but I but honestly think... a little bit hot. I loved Bran in this as well when he goes, it's your choice. I love the way he speaks in riddles and yeah. no one knows what he's on about except for the person that he's speaking to. I was actually disappointed there wasn't more of Bran in this. I wanted to know what's going on in his head. Where the fuck did he disappear to? A lot of people think he went to watch Endgame when he walked out in the last one. <laughs> you know what somebody said? Somebody goes, here's a big battle and um, Bran's trying to get Wi-Fi signal. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, I think Bran's just like Coutinho. He just like walks out of there. Oh shit! <laughs> Scores the odd goal, but actually, you know what? He's just overpaid and overrated. Oh wow! I, I um, Simon Brundish is absolutely convinced that Bran is still the Night King, and that this is gonna there's gonna be a big reveal in the last two episodes. Yeah, but you know what? The thing is, the only people that the Night King has touched have turned into actually White Walkers. Remember this. Yeah. So. When all Craster's children, he, mm. when he was sacrificing all those kids to mm. the Night King, he touched them and they turned into White Walkers. Yep. So, and then Bran, in that, when he had that vision, yeah. the Night King actually grabbed him on his arm and he still got the mark. So, you know what? I, that would be a really good thing, but I don't think HBO will do it. No. You know what I, found, what I found funny about that when they were all actually talking about that scene and he goes, he knows where I am, he touched me and he shows a mark and I'm like, great, he's put fucking GPS on you. Yeah. I'd be fucking <laughs> furious at this point. He always knows <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I would have ruled him out the next time. When you've got an protective like somebody or other or you've been microchipped, you know? <laughs> like a pet, yeah. You know, exactly yeah. That. I tell you what, fucking John needs to microchip Ghost because Aww. that's another thing that I need to touch on. Okay, later we will. On. We're gonna get there don't now. Get me started. We're gonna get there now because this is it. This is it now. So anyway, uh, we'll we'll touch on but Sansa. Did you feel that back when he because he always wanted to tell his sisters. He told Danny he wanted to tell his sisters. Yeah, and now it's gone to shit. So we'll we'll just finish this off now because yeah, Sansa, has, yeah. Suki, she's talking to Tyrion. He's trying to convince her, trying to convince her, and then. You know, he says, like your brother once said to me, he's not a Stark. So don't worry about him you going into the, into the house. And I think John was talking yeah. about because he was in the Night's Watch. I think it was all because he was a bastard. So he's not a Stark in that realm. But then mm-hmm. she turned around and you, I knew immediately when they faded to black, she's fucking told him. She's told him. Oh yeah, for sure. And you know what? I think Sansa can just piss off for me. She's done my like. You know, she has done my head in. And you know why? It's not even, yes, I feel sorry for what she went through. She had a horrible time. But from episode one, season one, she was just a little madam. Okay, people will say. Little shit. Everyone died. Sorry. Exactly. Yeah, you know, I'm with you there totally. Okay, people will say she was a little kid, blah, 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 whatever. But. She really thought that she, you know, should be queen 
all of this sort of stuff. And regardless, okay, she had a horrible time. You wouldn't wish that on anyone, what she went through with Ramsey and Joffrey. Horrible. But let's just flip back to, was it last season when she was at Winterfell and John was there? She was still a bit of an arsehole to John. This was, she, he didn't have Danny then. She really wanted to be, like, in charge of Winterfell then. You know, she just had I beef think- with John. Suki, I want to I want to get your thoughts on this, but you know, from the two sisters, I always felt like Arya, what she said was a hundred percent true. I think she always treated him like a big brother. I think she was the closest to him. For sure, I, th- yeah. I think Sansa always looked at him like he was like you know the runt of the litter, kind of like like the, like the mom. Yeah, exactly, like his dire wolf, mm. almost. You know, I think that was a great symbolism of that in like, the first episode. You know, when they found the dire wolves and. Everybody in the family had one apart from John, and then they found this runt of the litter who was Ghost, mm. you know, and Tyrion, uh, no, it was Theon, sorry, not Tyrion, at that point said, oh, the runt of the litter, like you. And I think that Sansa did, I think she's always had delusions of grandeur, you know, and I think they're finally caught upon her. But I also think that they're almost trying to play her character a bit too much and I don't think possibly in the books it would have been would have come out like this because she's almost sort of just giving John this stick for no reason Mm. because at the moment you just think that she's got problems with Danny don't you yeah she does everything she sees she looks at the dragons why her what the hell Exactly. A lot of jealousy, yeah. you know. There's a lot it of jealousy is. with her yeah. from a lot of people. I think she's jealous of da- Daenerys because I think she thought she was a strong lead woman who's going to go up against Cersei because her sister is just like a bit of a tomboy and like pretty much does as she pleases. So she is like the lady of the North and she's going to take it all in. She actually probably thought she should have been the warden of the North because her brother is like a bastard. And then she finds out that Daenerys comes and she's a Targaryen. She's got a legitimate claim to the throne. And her brother, who was warden, who stripped her of a title not intentionally by the people then bends the knee to this queen and then she figures out her brother who she thought was a bastard his whole life who was inferior to her and everything is actually more superior than her yeah yeah for sure and even when she was a little kid and they set her up with joffrey what her aim was to be queen Queen. you know even at that young age she'd been promised to be queen with Joffrey and I think maybe a little bit of that has stuck with her even though she maybe she doesn't even realize it herself and probably Arya would slap her down if she did that but it's a very strange thing because at this point you'd think Daenerys is there she's come to help us you know what take all the help you can get at this point but she hated her from that moment but also she was fairly similar to John. She was a bit standoffish with him, Mm. Um, you know, when Daenerys wasn't even in the picture. And I think that's the thing that baffles me about this whole situation. I think if you could think that she's just an overprotective sister, fair enough, but that's not what it's about with her. And I don't know if from the show this is just a diversion. 
no, no, just no, no, to no, sort no, of no. let's focus on parallels. this. No, I think there's parallels to season she's one. She's a little schemer. Yeah. She's a little schemer. There's, she's a little gossip girl. The one in thing they've day. done, their writers, they do drive. They do drive the parallels well. Now, from season one, she wanted to be queen. Now she knows she can't be queen, but she can be Lady of Winterfell. Why can she be Lady of Winterfell? Because now John is the heir to the Iron Thrones, so he'll be gone as the king who gets Winterfell. It's her legitimately, not with Danny. And then John being the warden and her, she's just, you know, a, a, a stand-in for John because he's not there. No, she will actually be the lady and she'll be serving someone that she's known all her life uh, in John, who she can, she knows, control a little bit as well because John is yeah, a little bit yeah, weak with course. the people he loves, with, with, the, with the people he doesn't know. He's good. Like, you know, he can stand off and be and fight and whatever, but with people that he loves, he's very, very sentimental and he's very, very easily controlled by them. And so we the know sad this. The thing is, she's actually really good at it. Yeah. You know, she's I think that's she's the thing about it. it. But she is, she's really good at it. But also, you know, she's like considerate about the workers, everything else like that. She wants the best for people. But really, she's just turned so stone cold um, about certain things that it's almost like, you know what, she didn't get a chance at love. She wanted to be with Joffrey all of these sort of things. So, you know what? I'm not really sure if anybody else should get a chance at it. Why should they if I didn't, you know? I think there is a little bit of an element of that about her as well when it comes to seeing John happy, you know? Like Nina said, jealousy, you know? Yeah, lots of jealousy as well. Um, so, Nin, from here, we go to, we're going to come back to Interval in a minute. Don't worry, we just finished this this section off. Uh, Tyrion and Varys are now arguing basically as to who should be on the Iron Throne. And I thought this was great because this is what you guys have all mentioned about, you know, already, you know, evidenced in terms of they talk about the incest and whether it's, you know, it's right, it's right in Targaryens, but it's not right in the North. John's a bit of both. Um, Tyrion really doesn't want to let go of Danny, but Varys is like, you know, um, he's the right person because of his, his his qualities. Well, where do you stand? Which way would you go? I think the Varys was looking at her a bit suspiciously at the banquet, right? The way she stormed off and stuff. And he kind of followed her out and just watched her walk off. And, and then of course he saw her pretty much saying like she will, was this after she said she's going to pretty much torch everyone? Um, yes, because obviously they've, it's bef- yeah, this is after because he begged her, didn't he? Varys begged her not to do yeah. that. It's a mistake. Yes. And afterwards, they, they have a little initial chat in the boat, but afterwards they're having a serious discussion in the in the the Iron Throne room or whatever it was. Yes. Yeah. 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 The, the dark room. Yeah. So it felt like after he had that conversation with her, and she looked like she wasn't going to bend, and she looked a little batshit crazy, and she was behaving like a power hungry person who just wanted her throne, and she didn't really care about how many casualties and how many people would die. And I think that's when he felt comfortable in discussing treason or was it treason? And, you know, the, and of course, you know, it comes to like that Tyrion knows. And I think Varys knew all that. I'm assuming Varys knew all along, right? That he was um, uh, Rhaegar's son. No, no, he only just found I think out. Tyrion told him. Ah, right. Okay. So, because I mean, like I only watched it once and I was like, 
in the process of eating as well. It, it felt like when he goes, oh, now it feels like it's going to be common knowledge. No, I no, he like asked he the question. Knew the secret. No, he asked right, him how okay. many people know, and he said eight. He goes, well, if it's eight, it's not it's not a secret no more. It's it's information. So who are the eight? So it's John, Daenerys, Sam, Bran, Sam, Sam, Sansa, oh, Gilly, Gilly as well. Gilly will know, yeah. Yeah, Sansa and Arya. Sansa, Arya, mm. and I don't know who I missed there, two, but yeah, you're them right. Two would, them two would know as well now, right? Um, are they putting themselves in the mix? Yeah, of course they are. See? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, I thought it was a really good conversation, and it was a very, um, the, it was treason, but they were also being quite diplomatic about it, because they were like, why can't they both be king and queen, and yeah, yeah, they're trying and to put it together. Was, yeah, they were trying to like make sense of it, like so you know they can have a harmonious leadership, and and then you know Varys was like she she's too strong for him, she's too powerful, and you know like he's he his main thought is because I think Varys has always been quite an interesting character throughout because he was he did start off at King's Landing and then he you know remember he had little birds that told him things and of course at one point he wanted to kill De- he had info on Daenerys I think it was in season two was it when um. Um, uh, when Sejora, they were yeah, from Sejora, yeah, when they were trying to kill her, yeah. yeah, and so you know he's always he's always like been quite an interesting character to me. He's been I've I've always had him in kind of the bracket of Littlefinger. He is. He's the he's bigger. He's yeah, a bigger definitely. political figure. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've always had him in that bracket, and then it was just so mad to see him sort of liaise up with Daenerys, and then as soon as she hits the banner, he's not quite happy with her. He's willing to turn court, and I thought it was a really, I thought it was a really, really good discussion. I love the way, um, you know, the, see, to me, this is Game of Thrones, like the dialogue, the the conversation, and to me, the fact that they were having that conversation as to who should sit on the Iron Throne, and him trying to convince. Um, Tyrion to um, oh both uh, ways yeah they were convincing yeah, each other yeah it was just um for me it was pretty fucking epic and I'm going when I watch this episode again I think I'm going to enjoy it a lot more yeah. I think it I think it needed it as well I love the fact that this nugget of information has got people's heads turning because I think that's very real and very natural as a reaction and I love the fact that they talk about um he do, uh, uh, cocks don't come in uh, it's not about cocks you'd know all about that like I love like Tyrion trying to make a job about it and then mm. he goes but well, he's actually the more legitimate heir and you'll find that cocks do matter in this yeah there's a lot of sexism going on as well but in that yeah. uh, you, you you feel that in that dystopian world that's the way it is you know it's, it's kind of backward uh yeah, Suki, for sure. he says some interesting things about tyrants in this and uh he says loads of tyrants talk about destiny so i'm assuming he's talking about her dad uh at that point as well yeah, maybe. But you, what you have to remember about Varys is that he's sort of like a total turncoat. So every single person that he thinks is going to be in power, he's just sort of like weaving through them all. You know, he's like at, right at this moment, he's got that bit of information. OK, he had doubts about Daenerys even before he found out about that. But. I think the big thing here is that he had a prophecy with uh, the Red Lady and she told him that, you know, she was going to die here and so was he. She's dead now. And I think, you know what, after she's dead, Varys has got a little bit of, like, confidence from somewhere. He's, like, come out of the woodworks a little bit and he's thinking, she's dead now. You know what, I can come and, like, sow my seeds a little bit more but he seems to go from different people that are supposed to be in like on the iron throne all the time 
Um, so I think with him, he's just he's like he's, he's like Drake with all the football shirts. Yes, uh, you know what? I just fuck off, Drake. Stay away from Liverpool, please. <laughs> you, yeah. Can okay. I make a prediction? Yeah, it, so right. Can I make Don't a prediction? Make prediction. I think Boris is going to be um, killed in the next episode. I think uh, Tyrion. Same. Tyrion's going to be the game player here, and he's going to say, "I can't risk, I can't risk Varys ruining this." Yeah, for, for I think Danny. you know what he's gone. Varys is gone. I think he's just like told his own death in the last episode. Mm. I think Tyrion's just going to think either that, or you know what, Danny's just going to think, you know, I just fuck you. Well, let's go. Why to would you want somebody like him? around you you know i thought he was really good i thought in that bit where he begs her not to go he calls says his tactics bang on what she is saying who's this no no varis he he absolutely gets it bang on he knows his shit i'm not doubting that he's served under so many kings and he's been on the on the high council so many times like there's no doubt he knows his shit. Like, this guy knows his shit. And so when yeah, she says... But what is his... I think this is the other thing that we don't know about him because, mm. you know, we had this other red lady come through. Was it... I can't remember which season it was in. And she spoke straight to Varys and told him that, yeah. you know, she's seen what's happened to him. And we don't know that story yet, mm. you know. And the writers of the TV might have just ditched it and thought nobody's actually interested in that. No, they're so not. let's just ditch it and dis- ditch her as well. She hasn't been reintroduced at all, no. you know. But it would be interesting to know wh- why is he like this? You know, obviously he's got no manhood so to speak so that's a lot to do with it but from what story did that come so but he's totally reminds me again of some sort of indian relative you that you would have that's just sitting there trying to call shit yeah you know what saying but but nice on your face at the same time exactly your grace your grace you know really totally sucking up to you but then saying to all your relatives she hasn't got married yet, so <laughs> you know yeah. what? What's the problem here? You know Typical. what? Fuck you, Varys. You've got no balls. So let's move on. And I think, you know what? I'll be quite happy if he's killed off now because yeah. he's been the spider for too long and nothing's really come of it. So either give him a big storyline, give him a big plot that's going to sink everyone, or just fuck him off in the yeah. next episode. And I think they've set that up nicely with him being... You know, yeah, treachery. treachery is the killer. So, Nin, Danny then, she's gone mad. She literally has. I think, um, um, you know, Missande dying has really, this is it. And her saying those words, Dracaris has set her off. So oh, do you think? Dracaris. Yeah. You know what? My girl. <laughs> Go on, Nina. Girl <laughs> power. Oh, it. you know what though? This is, see, her dragon dies. Right, oh, no. and I found this very strange because she's flying around on her dragon, and one gets arrowed down. Right, sniper, right, shot down in in into the river. Boom, gone. And she's then flying straight into Euron's fleet. Right, and I was watching it, and I thought, any minute now, she's going to take the And all she had to do was say those words, and all his fleet would have gone. Why didn't exactly. she fucking do that? Why didn't she do that, people? She was far away. I was, I was no, no, that she, she went really. She could have done it. Go and watch it again. She was flying into them in like, 
I don't know in I don't know why she was flying into him, but in anger she was like yeah, making she a was, it was it was her going mental. She just that is yeah, a but sign. I don't understand. I don't understand why she didn't do that, Gags. Because they were gonna shoot her no matter what, right? In if she, no, she but was if either gonna, breath would have floored them. No, it wouldn't have it wouldn't, it wouldn't have floored the spear. I either the, either, right? Because they were coming from all angles, the fleet was all the way across the sea, right? So either she goes full on mental and tries to kill one or two, but then Drogon takes it, or maybe she takes it through the, through the body because it could hit her too. Or at the last minute, she says, "This is stupid. I need to get out of here," and that's what she did. Uh, and- I just think it's a showrunners doing. It's just fucked up. But also, if she did that, it'd probably be the end of Euron, right? So they can't do that. Yeah, no, but <laughs> I, I actually think that. He's either blowing fire or he's moving away. If he's blowing fire, he's 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 a target. He can't move away. It's it's not like he can blow fire in that direction and fly away at the same time. It's, it's I one have or the actually other. seen him fly and point his um, his breath in angles. I think he can fly. No, it's straight. It's always straight. <laughs> I love Nina's like Nina's GTA. like it's not a toy. Drogon. Drogon just <laughs> flies straight and blows. That's it. That's all he can do. <laughs> Look, no one touches fucking Drogon. I was worried for Drogon in the last scene, just sitting there on the side. I was like, I think it's telling that Rhaegal was the one that has been the weakest one, you know, and Drogon is the one that's still staying. I think that was a very parallel story to the fact that how they've set up John's dragon to be Rhaegar over the last few let's say, episodes. Mm. And he's the one that's the weakest. He's gone down. He was injured. And I think that's like a nice sort of like they didn't show let's a say, connection. parallel story they, they didn't to really show the connection between, John and Danny. I was really upset that they didn't show much of a connection between Rhaegar and and John, you know, and they, and he didn't didn't even note that uh, he's named after my dad or nothing. Just it just was all it's all been yeah, fast this rushed. is exactly what I've been saying to you though. They've rushed it all through, you know. They're expecting people to fill in the blanks and I don't think that you know what, it deserves more than that. And they've just I think I was actually thought in the beginning that they've asked George R. R. Martin to say, What's the ending? And he's told them the ending and they've just filled in the blanks. But from a recent interview, he's turned around and said, actually, that's not the way I would have probably done it. So, And he said, Q rating, which is obviously your celebrity rating. Some actors are more rated than others and they get more screen time than others. And he said that probably that's not the way he would have done it. And that's just one interview I've read. So don't quote me on it exactly. But. I think that's fairly sad, you know, but then obviously it's a show and it needs to be done that way. But I do think that, you know, the dragons have been awesome. And I think that it just says something that um, Drogo is the, you know, still the one that's going. And uh, So, so you the think that have... points at Danny winning it all? I'm not saying that, but I think Drogo is still Drogon. named after Carl Drogo, Drogo. isn't yeah. it? Yeah, so I think that's Danny's dragon, and he stayed with her. But I think it's just more of a symbolism with the others' names, you know, maybe about the relationships mm. between Danny and the, you know, dragons she's named them after. Yeah, Rhaegar died, died in battle as well. Yeah, exactly. So, mm. 
let's oh, see. So sad. Let's it was see. a sad moment, you know, seeing the dragon. And die you know like what? That. It was it was it was awful. And I love the fact that when she was stood at the gates of King's Landing and her eyes were bloodshot. Mm. I loved that because I never yeah. got that from her first dragon dying. I forget its name. I'm sure Gags know the name. Yeah, well, that, yeah. So, you know, I love the fact that you saw that emotion. And also, it not only did she look upset, I feel like she probably feels very even more vulnerable the fact that she's only got one dragon. You know, like there's a lot, you know, like one of her babies has died and now she's only got one dragon. And if anything happens to that one dragon, she is just literally a girl with really nice hair. It's so true. I totally believe that because that's what I was admiring most about her this last episode because I was like, your face is screwed up, love. You know, even Gags, what did you say to me about her? I said she didn't look beautiful in this episode. (laughs) She looked, (laughs) she looked, she looked, she looked stressed and angry. That's what she looked like. Exactly. So she didn't have all the stuff features going on. Her non-verbal acting was incredible like in terms of how she's pulling the angry faces and stuff totally I, I love that. Nina, yeah oh, good. On, sorry no 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 i was just gonna say no um it was um and then when um uh, melisandre when um you know she pretty much said any last words and she says the car is which is a sign to daenerys that just taught them they you know they're unreasonable and you know that's what you've got to do and uh you know and, and then they behead her and oh god what's he called her love interest uh grey worm mm. grey worm oh i was so broken for him but here's oh, a no, fun fact no. for you he actually has a musical solo career and one of his good songs is called blood spot love is like a blood spot you should listen to him he can really sing so do check really? it out oh wow <laughs> i didn't know that somebody somebody told me this i did not know he had yeah music. right we know that you're like but it made me laugh because he's one of his great songs is called love is like a blood sport and of course she gets beheaded so i just i kind of smiled a little yeah. oh my god you smiled and misunderstood that you are just you don't have a heart people need to die now guys yeah people gotta die yeah so, come on you know you what guys I'm gonna, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Manny uh um uh, Suki Suki speak about this, but I'm at this stage. <laughs> Suki like, Manny. Oh, Suki Manny. <laughs> yeah, fuck it, whatever. You know she can. If I don't Manny. If I don't butcher her name, do I love her? Let's yeah, go. that's true. The butcher yeah, of names. Like, you know, that's when, actually... like a boyfriend asks you, like if you scream somebody else's name, who's Manny, Nina? <laughs> Oh, I need to know because you know what Ari is coming for him next on the list. <laughs> no, I He's feel like that one. More. <laughs> <laughs> I was I mean no, I'm gonna take it back to the park. You know what, guys? You're at this stage with the characters now that you're emotionally detached because you're ready for them all to die. Because I am. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I want to say, have we just said bye to a few characters and? Uh, because they're leaving and there was a really sad farewell with uh, John when he said bye to three of his friends of his life because these three people were his companions throughout his life, you know, with the ghost and then Sam and then Tormund. Uh, at some point in his life, they were they were there. They were literally one after the other. They were there the whole time and didn't leave his side. I don't give a shit about anybody else apart from ghosts. I and mean, so mates, sad. come on. 
this guy is supposed to be your spirit animal. He's a dragon now, though, isn't he? So he's let the wolf go. Yeah, no, but it's massive, matter. massive way of saying but it. That's what I think. That's what it is. But realistically, a dire wolf is supposed to be psychologically connected to you, spiritually connected to you. He was just like, yeah, you know what? Take him north. And he made a sad he... sound as well. Ghost. He did. I'm just like, just pat him and tell him he's a good boy. Please just pat him and tell him he's a good boy. Give him like a little treat and just set him on his way. But you know what? John was just like, yeah, take him with you. And I was like, fuck you, John. My God, Tormund, like, he got hugged. He hugged Tormund more. (laughs) You know what? Tormund has been a bit of contention with me. I love Tormund, Uh like, throughout the whole series. I've got the biggest crush on him ever. But my problem is this season. I think they've just made him extra funny. Like, yeah, no, not extra funny, just extra. Like, you know, they need like a comical character, so they've turned Tormund into that. Mm. And I don't think he needs to be. I think he speaks for himself. Yeah, all the things he's doing. It's like, you know, even at that feast, he's like spilling wine all over the place, and like, just make him who he is. You know, you don't need to let him do that. He speaks for himself. And I think the last, especially this season, they've just made him, and I've said it on Twitter, certain characters have been made into a caricature of themselves, almost a parody of themselves. And I think Tormund is one of those. You guys might not agree with me. There's probably some people that might do, but whatever. But I think he could have just carried on as he was, you know, because he was brilliant as he was he was and um, I, I did it's a like good him point. I do like him though I still loved his part I love him yeah yeah let's talk about the rejection with Brienne because that was hilarious oh you know what um first of all I think one thing that I have to agree with Sukiyan here is I feel like they're pandering to Hollywood now you yeah. know Game yeah. of Thrones because the books aren't there they have to kind of pander to the Hollywood sort of style mm. and that's why I think people have been over overwritten to some degree um oh gosh that was First of all, we, we discovered that she's a virgin. I thought that was um quite a, you know... A, I thought it was mean from Tyrion, I thought. Yeah, I kind of thought it was as well. But then, of course, um, perfect timing as usual. Um, He turns up. <laughs> and she's like, I need to go and piss and just storms off. And then he, he and, and then And then he sees Jamie following her. And he probably thinks, how the fuck do I compete with that? Yeah. And you know what I love, though? He's been pining over her for like three seasons or two seasons, however long it's been. And literally, as soon as he, then it's point blank in his eyes that I don't have a chance. He just shacks up with someone else. <laughs> proper, proper wildling behaviour that. And you know what? That is exactly how I expect you to behave. Yeah, but I don't yeah, expect I a wildling. Right, I don't, Suki. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't expect a wildling to cry to the hound though. I think. But it was funny. I think Tormund saw Brienne as his equal. He's probably had like millions of women. Why ever, I I do not know. But for whatever reason, he's probably had so many. But I think for the first time, he found in Brienne somebody that was his proper equal that, you know what, could just give as much as he gave. And I think that's the only time probably in his life that that's happened. So he's enamoured by her. You know what? This is the perfect woman for him. And this is the thing that makes me sad about this show is the fact that sometimes the women are just totally sort of like pegged back 
objects. Oh, you really? Yeah, exactly. Objects and their strength comes from their torture of guys, you know. And I think with Brienne, I think I loved her because she was just like, fucking, I don't give a shit. I'm just going to go for it, whatever. I'm going to protect this person. I'm going to do this. And I think the beef I had, and Gags, I spoke to you about it, about Jamie knighting her. I know so many people found that a beautiful moment. And I know that, like, you know, majority of fans probably thought that was amazing. For me, that was fucked up because I don't think that a man in that situation, being Jamie who he is, needs to justify who Brienne is. She's a fucking awesome knight and she doesn't even need to be a knight because what does a knight matter when you've got a fight coming on with the dead? I, it I think matter. it's it's a really good point, but I think he just did it because I think they all thought they were going to die, and it's almost like your your last wish, you know, like oh, yeah, is that what you wanted? It's like that's Arya how I saw it anyway. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. It's like Arya having sex; it was a last wish. So yeah, yeah. maybe, but mm. to me, and then she refused his proposal, which I love. That was strong, by the way. Yeah, that was strong. I love that as well, too, Nina. And I know that you know what everyone's going to disagree with me about Brienne, but. I think with Arya, and I think she did it in such a nice way as well. You could tell she really loves him, but actually that flipped back again to the first season when Ned said to her, you know what, I'll set you up with somebody who's like, and you'll become the lady of the house, blah de blah And she's like, that's not me, you know, and it came back to that. And Gendry, maybe if he just turned around and said to her, Let's just fight all our lives and fight against bad, blah de blah She might have said, yeah, you know what, I'd be with you. But he'd just been turned into the lord of, like, Stormborn. And she just thought, that's not me. I don't want to be a lady. You know what, I've got something to fight for. And that was awesome. Yeah, Arya, Arya and uh, Brienne do have quite a lot in common in that way. So, um... Well, I was going to say, uh, next, who, who haven't we talked? Uh, Aria, let's talk about Aria then, because, um, she had someone bending the knee to her. So, um, all the powerful ladies having people <laughs> with their knees bending to them. You're on to Cersei as well. Um, but she totally rejects him then. If, for, for oh. the stuff, pretty much what Suki just said. Yeah, she, he was like, she goes, I'm not a lady. I mm. never want to be a lady. That's not go. my destiny. And I was like, yes. And, you know, I love I love the fact that, you know, to her, it was just like a casual fling because I think throughout the whole show, it's always been men having their way with women mm. for most of the part. Yeah. For most of the part. Um, I think there have been a few instances with maybe like Daenerys when she had somebody in in uh, somewhere, that lad with the long dark hair. Yeah, Cersei too. Yeah, Cersei's had a few, obje- yeah, Cersei's had a few <laughs> objects as well. Yeah, exactly. So I love the fact that she was just like, I don't think so. It was a one-time thing, but I've got a quest and I've got a list of people that I need to kill and I need to stay on that. And I think she, from a very, very young age, was a tomboy. And I love the fact that she'd never changed from that. I'm not a lady. I'll never be a lady. And, you know, but she was very, very nice in her, in her rejection as well. Yeah, she was cool. And uh, her, her scenes with the Hound, um, Suki, they, they seem to have a common goal now. Going together to, oh, to King's Landing. Mate, you know what? I love the Hound. Me too. Da- hands down, probably my favourite, favourite character of Game of Thrones. The mo- Well, let's say the most consistent, you know. He hasn't changed, has he, from season one? No. And fa- 
for a second, let me just forget about the scene with him and Arya, but let me just talk about him and Sansa. Mm. Um, at that, you know, the feast, he had a moment with Sansa after he rejected these women that were trying to, like, sleep with him. Sansa was watching, and she, you know what? She came up and spoke to him, and he said to her, you know what, you're not the little bird that I remember you. You've changed. And he said to her that you should have left King's Landing with him. And um, at that point, she said, without Littlefinger, Ramsay and the rest, she would still be a little bird. And mm. I think that he found justification in that, you know. Yeah. He's like, if I had somebody to look out for me, I'd want it to be the Hound. And he looked out for Sansa. He, look, he definitely looked out for Arya. And I think what will happen is Arya will look after him. And we've got the big fight, which I'm hoping that he has with the mountain because, yep. yes. fuck yeah, everybody's looking forward to that. So I really hope, you know, I don't think that the hound will live or the mountain will live, but I just hope that he fucks him up enough so he kills him. You know because... the mountain? Maybe I'm a little hungry, but he looks like a peanut m and in armour. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> fuck I love that, shit, but you know you? what? Because I've been watching the last seasons, I think they've changed his character a few times. Because yeah, in the first one, season, once. he kept taking his like mask off, but like then when it gets serious with Cersei, he's like completely blue, isn't he? And um, yeah, they've changed the actor. You know what? I've got to give props to the Mountain in real life because he's like a serious badass weightlifter, everything else, isn't mm. he? Have you ever followed he's the, him? He's the he's the strongest man in the world. He's one. Yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. Awesome. And so at least at least one thing that's awesome in that hasn't got CGI. So I'm mm. kind of proud yeah, he of that. is actually really yeah. really tall, and he chops heads off he really really well. But with um, Arya and the Hound, you know what? I love that. I think that was a beautiful moment that, that they're both just going off. They've both got one thing in mind, and that's to, like, uh, avenge themselves, mm. you know, from things that they'd promised themselves from long ago. And um, for the Hound, it goes back from when he was a kid, you know. Mm. It's sort of his brother held him into the fire and burnt his face. So this is his brother that he's just going to have to go. He's blamed him for everything that's happened in his life. So he's going to go avenge that. And we're all assuming that Arya is going to avenge um, with Cersei, right? Mm -hmm. You avenge Ned, but like get Cersei. So that's what we're assuming. But let's see what actually happens in the last two. I actually think it's going to be, she's going to, she wants the the mountains on the list as well. I actually think it's going to be a two on one when he's about to, when, when, the hound is about to die at the hands of the mountain. She kills the mountain. Yeah, I hope it's, so. Yeah, I, gonna, I because think that's that it. As well. Her list ticked off. He's had his battle. And he's about to die. She saves him. He really can't have any problems with that, surely. <laughs> yeah, and I think that almost it's sort of like, um, you know, the red woman planted like a little bit of an Easter egg by saying the green eyes. And I think everybody has gone on to that Arya's going to kill Cersei. But I hope that it comes down to this prophecy that is in the books, really, um, Mm. that, you know what, that you've got, um, when Cersei's a little kid, she goes to see this witch who's called, um, let me just find out her name. It's like Maggie, her name is, I think. And um, 
she gives her, I think we come back to it in the seasons as well, but Maggie the Frog basically says to Cersei, she's only young, you know, um, this is a sort of witch that lives in the woods and she asks her three questions. Cersei has to draw blood for these three questions. She tastes her blood and uh, Cersei's allowed to ask three questions, but she's very young and she asks if she'll wed the prince. At this point, she's talking about Rhaegar, but that never happens. She also asks um, Maggie if she'll have children and she'll say that she has three children whereas the king goes on to have many which also we know that's true that robert has loads of bastards right um oh yeah by the way can gendry, says, can gendry call him mom now <laughs> yeah exactly <Carry> <laughs> what i'm thinking as well i'll get on to that yeah. but maggie says at this point gold shall be their crowns and gold shall be their shrouds saying basically you're gonna have three kids and they're all gonna die um and basically there's you know there's different things within there as well that's what happens in the series but actually um there's another question that the season hasn't actually interpreted at all where the cersei asks um maggie the frog um about different things and she predicts that her deaths by the Valencourt and in Valyrian the Valencourt means younger brother so she predicts her death through the younger brother everybody and this is why there we think that there's been so much fierceness against Cersei with things like Marjorie Tyrell her and Tyrion because she thinks that the Valenquire, who is Tyrion, the younger brother, is going to kill her. She thinks that Marjorie is the younger queen that's going to come and take her throne. But actually, Jamie's the younger twin as well. Exactly, because he came out holding her foot moments after their birth. So there's a possibility, and this is what I'm hoping here, is that even though Jamie said goodbye to Brienne, almost professing his obsession with his sister really he's going there to make his last claim just to say are you all right can we get this back they don't get it back and possibly he kills her and then gags yeah exactly and then gags i think this is where your story comes in is the fact that aria is actually going to help the hound mm. whereas possibly Jer Jamie is going to go and kill Cersei. Fingers crossed. I hope that's what happens. He's the only one that can get in. She'll let him in as well. She'll let him she will, in. but she's carrying his baby, right? Exactly. And how she's lied to Euron as well that it's his kid. <laughs> I wonder... Oh, oh, man, I love that. Didn't you guys like that scene? Yeah. Uh, did you all notice at the end when like Tyrion was going on about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and Euron must be th thinking, how the fuck does he know? You know, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. That's what I thought. I was thinking, mate, you going to happen next week. You might have a good sort of ballista to shoot arrows, but mate, you're a bit thick here. If you why why does Tyrion know about her being <laughs> pregnant? 
you know, duh. You only had sex two days ago. How could she get pregnant? That's another problem. <laughs> That's another problem of the show. They yeah. were, they were le- timelines fucked. My God, how fast were they traveling everywhere in this show? Everything was like, yeah, one second we're in uh, uh, Dragonstone, then we're over here, then we're, oh my God, like, how fast were they? I mean, it would be really nice if this show said two weeks later, three weeks later. I always put that in from the start because I think the timeline would have been easier, but I think it would have been hard for the writers. You know what people saw? They were so intricate and detailed at the beginning seasons. And it feels like an essay or a dissertation where someone's really put all their graft in at the beginning and then shit, we're hitting a deadline and we've got to rush things. (laughs) To the point where they left the Starbucks mug in the banquet. You've seen it all over Twitter? Yeah, brilliant. Go on, Nina. Two years years of editing and you left that in? (laughs) I'm sorry, that's not not okay. (laughs) I saw that as well and I was like what the fuck you know and there's people screenshotting it rewinding it screenshotting it (laughs) I tried to look for it I need to find it again it's on Twitter just like people are thirsty on Twitter I know they're they're bloodthirsty man Um, yeah they're fucking thirsty everyone is on Twitter so So many broken hearts in this in this episode, uh, Brienne. Like we just said, and we've I think we've covered that off nicely. That he's gone to kill uh, Cersei. There's Grey Worm, uh, Danny's broken heart, uh, Tormund's broke broken heart. So many hearts being broken in this uh, in this episode. It was it was a proper proper tough one. I mean, I think I think it wasn't as tense as last week's, but it had some big big moments. And I think even though it was dialogue heavy, I thought. It was brilliant. Um, I yes. did find yeah. it a bit odd that Euron was able to just, you know, turn up and blast all these people so easily and then get back home within seconds. He must have the fast, he does say he has the faster yeah. ships, but there's, there is some writing problems here or like we said, you know, massively gags. Yeah. Because in the books, uh, Euron is like the greatest schemer of all time. Really? But, in in the sort of Isn't like TV show, he's just like trying is bending the knee to Cersei all the time, and I don't think that that's because he loves Cersei because he was trying it on with Daenerys not so long ago. But I actually think that he's just fucking power hungry. Yeah, you know this guy is just like mental. He's got a screw loose, power hungry, but he's an awesome fucking fighter. You know. Yeah, and um, I think that's. And I think the saddest thing for me, uh, like this show, was the fact that, you know what? They had a battle with all the dead and they just flew over to Recky Night's Landing, really, going over, hoping to meet John, probably, who's coming two weeks later. But this guy takes a fucking dragon down and they lose uh, Miss Andre in the same episode. I know. Uh, I think that's... That's where I feel like it's just rushed too much, you know. You're just pleasing the masses here. Yeah, but you have to um, when there's two episodes left. So. Yeah, maybe you do, but I think they underestimate the masses nowadays. You know, I think that really there's a lot of Do you of think there should have been more out. episodes then? Do you think they should have maybe done more episodes on where they do it properly? I think so, or they should have just sort of streamlined it a little bit. But I think, you know what, I don't know what they're trying to get at here, but I think when you are watching the rest of the seasons, 
it's gradual. Yeah, some things seem a bit misplaced. Things ha- A lot of things happen in that first season. A shit lot of things happen in that first season. But I don't know. I just feel like it's slightly like somebody doesn't really know the story. That's how I feel in this one. I just feel like they're getting quick wins, you mm. know. Um, and every episode is like a movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas before it felt like every episode was continuing on to the next episode um, to get to the finale. Whereas I think they're just doing very quick wins here. But then again, lots of people happy with it. That's probably just me being an old bastard, you know. I really thinking it. about things. I, did, there, there yeah, I, I don't think you're being anything. I think I, I think writers have a lot of pressure on the first season because obviously that's like make or break. Will the Will the masses hand it to it? And then the last one as well. Yeah, Uh, yeah, they had the story this time around. They don't have the story because the books are not complete. And so this is them just basically writing and shooting off the hip and trying to, you know, make their get their own pieces together. So I think in the first, like you said, there's a lot going on in the first season. It was really addictive and it hooked you in straight away. Yeah, it really did. And I feel like the last one as well, there's been a lot of pressure, like hang on, it's the grand finale of Game of Thrones. And I feel like because they don't have the books to go off as well, it's just basically their own um, creative writing. It's hard. Yeah, I think so. And it must be hard because, like, as a script writer, you would write a lot differently to, like, somebody who's writing an actual book, Mm -hmm. you know. And, like, there's a massive difference there. I mean... Like sometimes when you read the books, you think, you know what, I don't, I feel like I'm getting too caught in the detail here. Whereas like the script writers will just strip all that back and take out the important facts. But at this point, because there is no books anymore and they can't strip out the important facts, they're just making it into what is going to be the biggest hit. And that's what they think is the most predictable biggest hit for them. And which is fine. And I, I want to know how both end, to be honest with you. I'm just happy for it. And I still love it. And I think regardless of no matter what the books, the TV show, I think people need to accept you just got to separate the two now, you know, just live for the season or live for the books or just do both. But don't just think that it should go in hand in hand, which I'm doing a little bit. Sorry for that bit. You just got to sort of think, let's just see how this season ends, you know. And HBO are like still one of the best writers out there, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like they employ the best people. They've got the best seasons, so series. So, yes, yeah, Sex see. and City. <laughs> oh, shut up. And they're <laughs> see also, what they do. They're also uh, developing the, the prequel as well, aren't they? So that should be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, the pilot should be out for that soon enough. But where do we go from here then? I mean, there's, there's, what's does does danny die do, do we think do, what's the what's the uh what we gotta have some you know predictions before we end this episode so nin what do you think is gonna happen next what would you want to happen next though that's probably better for you oh um i think there's gonna have to be more deaths um i'm gonna be really interested to see what what happens when um you know daenerys finds out that john betrayed her confidence could there be a, a switch up between them two? I think that would be really interesting. But as long as my guy, the Geordie, oh, God, I've forgotten his name now. So what's my circled guy? The one that the I love. Davos. 
So that was that's it. I, oh man, he's awesome, isn't he? I love him. As long Me as he's too. safe, uh, you know, I pray to the God of Light that you know he. <laughs> he even <laughs> talked about the God of Light, which he is did. like you know. I hope so. I love him too. Yeah. One consistent character throughout, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I think there's going to be more deaths. Um, I think there's been a lot of spoilers of people speaking, and apparently Amelia Clark, um, the actress who plays Daenerys, actually was on one of the late-night shows in the US, and she goes, um, episode five is her favourite. Is She just went, whoa, it's whoa, and didn't She's going to die. She's going to die. She's going to die, that yeah, means. Yeah, maybe. They maybe. all love this. They all love the episode they die in, man. All of them do. Because that's when they, 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 they watch ends and they don't have to go on set anymore. <laughs> They're tired, man. They got tired after nine years. I reckon that's why they rushed it as well. A lot of the cast said, look, we want to move on with our lives. At the end of the day, they spent their entire, most of their acting life on this one show. Ten years. Yeah, so. they're getting old as well, guys. Mm. I mean, like, come on now. Like, by the, if they did a few more seasons, like, you You'd know, be able to they'd see be it like... That's why they've yeah, had to age exactly. a lot of them as well, haven't they? They made them look <laughs> aged. So they do look, it's, it's proper. I suppose it worked out well like that. A little bit like the Avengers as well. Over 10 years, they started looking aged, but it fits in the, in the, in the, in the movies as well. But anyway, um, Nin, so you, what do you think then? You think, um, Danny's going to go? I think Danny's going to go. And what about John, Sansa, everybody? I think, well, what's going to happen to Sansa? Who's going to kill Sansa? She's Me. in Winterfell all cooped up and nice and warm. Sookie Manny. Well. Sookie Manny. <laughs> Sookie Manny's going to kill her. Yeah, Sookie Manny's going to kill her. Straight out of a Bollywood film. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anything happens to Sansa. I'm a little bit worried about Arya. Yeah, well, to be honest, foreshadowing when she says, when, when Haran says, I'm not coming back, I'm not planning, and she goes, neither am I. She goes, neither am I, yeah. Yeah, but maybe she goes to Stormborn to see, like, to be with Gendry. Who knows? Who she knows? She just says that she's not coming back to Winterfell, right? That's right. And she didn't say no to him either. She just says, I'm not a lady. Yeah, she was mm-hmm. so nice about it. Yeah, you know, she, she wanted to. She snubbed him as well it. when she said she, she said she no. Did, yeah, you could tell she wanted to, but I think that lady part pissed her off, and she yeah. was like, "Fuck you, I ain't lone lady," and I understand that. <laughs> yeah, so a few people predicting um, a Baratheon Stark yeah. Iron Throne as well. Personally, I think John gets in, destroys it, but uh, because he'll be so pissed off. I, I am so interested, Sukin, to see what John does to Sansa uh, once he finds out she betrayed him. I think he won't do anything, and I think part of him actually telling them in the first place, he knows, you know, you know your sisters, right? Mm. He knows Sansa. She was like, all she cared about in season one was lemon cakes and Joffrey. So that's the last time he saw her properly before these reunions. So I don't think, I think he probably knows, but I think it's also his way of saying, you know, like Nina said before, I'm someone. Um, so I don't think that uh, at all. I just think, I think these, um, there's a lot of people having children at the moment, you know, and I wouldn't be surprised possibly if Danny is pregnant as well. And I think this is more my concern because you've got Cersei who's pregnant. Who knows? Arya could be pregnant. You know, Danny could be pregnant. Brienne could be pregnant. And what I don't want to happen, but also I do in a way, is them just to leave it on some child that's born and they just don't know which one it comes from. There could be something or other. But 
I think there's a lot of like foreshadowing about a baby at the moment, especially in the last episode. So I would like to see how that plays out for the next two episodes as well. Um, does anybody else notice that or is it just me being weird? No, definitely. Uh, I don't know about foreshadowing, but lots of mentions of, you know, our child being the next heir and this and that and the other and stuff like that. But, yeah, um, you've got Cersei who's pregnant, and it's very possible that Danny could be as well. Um, a lot of people keep saying about that, but they've not even hinted at it at all yet. No, not they even haven't yet. And maybe that's what makes her cave to John. But um, obviously, what's her name's baby? Um, Sam's uh, firstborn. I think. Sam's. Yeah, uh, they're going to name him means... John. <laughs> Yeah, he was just like, please don't do that. I hope it's a girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. But I think there's that's just a way for them to just like be excluded from a lot of stuff now. Yeah, exactly. So, so I think then three uh, Ghost, Tormund and, and Sam are pretty much done, maybe from the, from the yeah. until the last episode if they come back. Uh, when, when everybody gets together again, if there's anyone surviving. But I thought the last words, word of this episode was the key word for the next episode, Dracaris. So I, I believe Dracaris. Yeah. Everything's getting that burned. was beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful from her. You know what? She was an awesome character. I've got to say, you know what? The only one that really stuck with Danny without wanting anything. Jora wanted to be with her. No matter who it was with her in her life, needed something from her. Missandei would just like, you know what? I'm a proper girls' girl, and I'm with you no matter what. And I loved her. I loved that character. And those last few moments were awesome. I thought, you know what? Just fuck them all up, set them all on fire. Yeah, and people who thought that Cersei would be powerless against dragons and thingies, and uh, and uh, they would just cakewalk this fight. I predicted Kyburn would be at his magnificent best. In, in oh, he's amazing! Creating, yeah. creating these um, scorpion weapons, and look at it—they killed another dragon. So at the end, of the, well, they killed a dragon. So at the end of the day, um, yeah, I think they're, they're they're loaded. It's all backs against the walls now, Nin, for for John and Danny and the army. It is absolutely. Um, I I love the fact that no matter when you think Cersei's weak, she always fucking finds a way. I think Big time. Yeah, I love that about her. I mean, like, when I first watched the seasons, like, from the beginning, and I was like, I want her dead, I want her dead, I want her dead. <laughs> and I sit here now and I reflect and I think, imagine had they killed her. Like, we would have lost one of the greatest characters ever. She is the best villain she in is. Game of Thrones. Oh, her look at the end, Cersei, when she was looking down on uh, on Tyrion. And when the head, oh my god, she does it. She's one of the best actresses as well, by the way. She's so yeah, talented. Yeah, she's fabulous. Brilliant, yeah, brilliant. And I think you know what? I love the way that it started with this whole thing of her and Jamie throwing Bran out the window, and it's still coming back down to that now. You know, it's still, you know, weird decisions that they made, but it's all just fucked up. But she's an awesome, brilliant actress. I think. I think that's the best place to leave it. I think we have discussed uh, that episode. We actually, this episode of the podcast was longer than the actual episode on TV, which is hilarious. But um, <laughs> um, I want to say a massive thank you to 
the two queens on the pod, Nina Kauza, Suki Man. Suki, thank you for your first uh, for coming oh, on your yeah. first ever pod. Wow. She killed it, man. She fucking killed it. I know, Suki Man. What did you, Nina, call me? Suki Man. Oh, yeah, Suki Man. Do I really love you if I don't butcher your name? Like, Nina is like, you know, if she had like a tagline, like, you know, the, the breaker of shame. She's the breaker of names, like, you know. That's it. That's what she is. She just ruins them. Oh, I love you guys so much. And you know what? I've just got to say that all the content that you guys put out is awesome. And thank you for having me. No problem. Hope you come back soon as well. Nina, thank you as well. Tough day for, tough first day for you. I know, uh, fasting and stuff. So really, really appreciate you coming on as well. Oh, me too. It wouldn't have been the same. I came on for the fellow queen, not for you, Gags. I'd let you suffer. Oh, you'll up. always be my queen, Nina. And look, you let them even pick on me. I got away scot free. So you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna... but... <laughs> what? We have, we've got to see you in person, Gags. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Don't. And it's gonna happen. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Uh, thank you guys for for listening to the podcast as well. It's not. It's nothing without you guys who listen. So if you want to um, follow us on Twitter, it's at buzz underscore podcast. Uh, that's where this show will be tweeted from as well a little bit later. But yeah, let us know what you think. Tweet it to at buzz podcast or at gags tandon at Nina Kauser. And you can follow Suki on at Suki man as well. But good luck because she's protected. So you won't be able to see anything anyway. But yes, thank you so much folks for listening. <laughs> we'll be back next week with the penultimate show oh my god of game of thrones we're going to discuss it no one's ready ready. no one's ready but we'll be back to discuss it then thank you again Network.